I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today for a second time we have Anish. Now this is the second episode where we are talking about how to become interesting, how to have new hobbies, and I think this is something that we all need to do. But this is part two. Make sure you listen to part one before listening to this. Let's talk a little bit about the communities. You know, like you obviously interact a lot with the communities of these hobbies that you. How does one get into a community? Are they friendly, intimidating at first? Like people listening in, what should they do? So if I look at the HMT example, when I joined these Facebook groups, it did seem a little intimidating because there were people who had two hundred, three hundred HMTs. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? Mm. I really am very new to this, and it can be a little intimidating. But I do think everyone, at least that I've interacted with, everyone's there to help. I can give you an example of cigars. There's a gentleman called Rocky Patel. I look at any cigar listing in the top ten; he'll hundred percent be there. Pioneer in many ways of like he changed a bunch of things in the cigar production on that side. Oh yeah, yeah, hmm. internationally. Hmm. He's based out of uh, Florida. Cigars are made, uh, of course, in Dominican and the other countries. I got into cigars through a friend, and he was coming to India. So I met him. I knew nothing about cigars. And he has a owner of a company who does really good cigars. He'll sit with you. He'll explain everything, take you through everything. Doesn't feel intimidating. Just nice and helpful. I need to do that with ten people, hundred people. He'll do it every time he's in India. Or I'm sure he does it wherever he travels. So I do think everyone that I've at least interacted with has been very, very friendly. On the outside, it might seem that this must might be intimidating and stuff, but usually it's not been. Same goes with winemakers. Everyone, everyone's friendly. Yeah. And I think if you go with the intent that the moment you say, "Hey, I don't know much about this," I think that works so much better than you trying to show off, show off, or say, you know, just trying to fake your way through it. Yeah. The moment you tell someone, "Hey, I want to learn more about this," yeah, that's it. And there are so many different hobbies to choose from. I yeah. think, and I'm so happy that we're doing this episode because I've noticed one thing, especially when I interact with people online, hobbies are becoming something which is fading away. You know, hobbies were the entertainment forty years ago. Yeah. Right. All our parents had hobbies that they used to do because they that was their source of entertainment. And through their hobbies, they grew. Now our entertainment has moved to consumption instead of just learning. Right. Yeah. And I think that's getting hobbies back into our lives is such an important one. I think it just balances out so many things, right? Yeah. Uh, from all aspects, uh, mental sanity, like. At some point, you also will want to stop consumption of content, right? How much of that will you also consume? Hobby is super important, and I'm happy that we grew up with a lot of hobbies, right? Whether it was something I don't know if I, I'll piss someone off, something as lame as stamp collecting, and I'm saying lame because we went and just bought those stamp collections. You did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, we all did, right? Yeah, yeah. My parents used, my dad used to actually write letters so that he could get stamps. We just went yeah. and bought the. <laughs> so uh, my dad would write letters to my mom in these things called first day covers. First day covers. What? Are yeah. Those? So basically, when a stamp launched, okay. it on launch date would come with a envelope to match it which would be the first day cover hmm. so that was kind of cool also i don't know if the mumbai gpo still does this but i'd done this about five years back where you can go give them a photograph and they'll put on a stamp for you wow yeah so you have your picture on a stamp i do it's for your use and it, you it's legit stamps you can, you like can I, send, a letter, I, I send a letter with it and you get your stamp stamp but you it. can do that at the post office in bombay was, no, they did this at least four five years back i'm assuming they still do it Uh, they have a lot of limited edition stuff there as well interesting so i remember my great grand uncle 
Okay, he used to have this suitcase full of stamps that he had got from corresponding with people all over the world. And in the afternoon, he would open it up and you know open up a stamp, look at it under a magnifying glass, have a little smile on his face, reminisce about how he got it, and that was the way that that hobby collection took place. I think getting that passion about something back into our lives so 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 critical. Yeah, and I think you have to be passionate about everything you do. Mm. There's only a certain amount of passion that you'll bring to work. Right, you cannot be twenty four seven hours passionate about your work, no matter what you do. You will want some break from there. But I think, at least for me, I'm I've been lucky that I've always picked things that I'm really passionate about because I I genuinely want to keep carrying them on throughout my day. Right, mm. even if it's sipping coffee, like all these small small examples. Right, you you look down on your watch, it feels nice. Mm. No one's looking at a watch. No one's getting a watch only for timekeeping. Mm. A mechanical watch is a lot more inaccurate than a phone or, or quartz or yeah. anything right but it's a physical thing on your wrist ticking which is like fascinating like you started yeah you start like you in the morning have to wind, wind it. it it's going on and it's just a fun little break in between when it comes to hobbies you turned a hobby into a profession yeah should people be turning hobbies into profession should they not what are your thoughts on this so i'm lucky that i've always done that okay but then you also have days where you wonder what if it wasn't and what if i just had a great job i don't think there's anything wrong with being working for someone else it's just that i've not done that till now but there are times when i do wonder i was like yeah what if i was in a great job in a great multinational company and that'd be fun so no but if you turn your passion project or your hobby into a passion project and then ultimately a business do you feel that the hobby suffers do you feel that you the passion that you had so that waning? happened that happened with me with photography okay. so when i got into photography came to bombay i was lucky to meet a lot of photographers at that point and atul kasbekar and a bunch of these veteran photographers started this uh, exhibition called exhibit a mm-hmm. which was for all commercial photographers to show personal work and it came down from this point that you know we want to show our personal work not commercial work that somewhere you know that monotony of commercial work this that i never understood that concept mm. i do it as photography your photographers I'm assuming you guys are having fun doing it in any case doing it in any case right and then when i start shooting a lot more and you realize that no not every shoot is fun as fun or fulfilling in your creative whatever way right i've done a lot of those lokanwala model portfolio stuff right be on a point it's not fun mm-hmm. so even if you pick something that you're really passionate about there are days that it's not passionate uh, you won't be mm-hmm. can't be that every day you're passionate about that but i think if you're lucky enough to build on that you should but i also think that you need to think of long term stability again if i look at photography and i look at someone like atul mm-hmm. atul back in the day had the foresight to diversify mm-hmm. he's still one of the best photographers in the country but he also does film production now correct and i think anything to do with passion is great but just think a little more long term so not just deep diving into one thing but also like branching out seeing how this can move yeah. in other directions yeah, right where, where will it be 10 years down the line 20 years down the line mm. interesting seeing the future of this hobby and where it's going yeah like atul had come for a photography uh, he was taking a photography class for us and he that time said this is 2004 2005 It's like why you guys becoming photographers become cinematographers mm. and that makes so much sense yeah no, none of us took him seriously that time with that advice today it's all about yeah video yeah right video is just taken instagram doesn't like promote your f- pictures anymore it has to be video 
We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. So what are the new hobbies on the horizon for you? Or passion projects or shocking things? Oh, new things on the horizon. Are you becoming a fur expert? I'm going back. <laughs> going Vietnam back is Vietnam. becoming the new... Yeah, I will be the Vietnam influencer soon. Vietnamese influencer, love it. Uh, just for context, I'm, I'm going back to Vietnam twice for the second time this month. I think what's on the horizon for me is my marathon. Okay. Uh, because that again is such a big subculture. You're going to turn into a hobby? Or you're... So I hate running, mm-hmm. but I love running a marathon. Okay. And before marathon Nazis... You like the uh, vibe? Is that the... Yeah, come down on me. I mean half marathons I've done four half marathons mm. and I'm preparing for my first full marathon okay. which is on 15 Jan in Bombay it's a fascinating hobby it's a fascinating subculture also from a fitness it's got a very practical aspect to it but on my own I hate running mm. the most and dangerous sport in the world do you know that? I didn't know that mm-hmm. dangerous huh? most dangerous number of fatalities is highest in running than anything else done really? like mm-hmm. in terms like how? because for two reasons one is the most number of people are running than okay. any other yeah. uh, dangerous sport but the second thing is that you are doing a cardiovascular activity for a very long period of time. Yeah. And you remember the story of Marathon? Yeah, who ran had, the first and marathon, he ran, died. Right. Yeah, yeah. So obviously he's setting a precedence for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. So we are obviously going to get banned by the running community from here onwards. Great. So I'm into dangerous <laughs> things, I guess. Uh, <laughs> living but, wild. But ra- running, like when every... I meet so many people and they're like, yeah, running is so therapeutic. It just clears my mind. I get ideas. I hate running. I get bored. I get bored. I was I, like, why am I doing this? But that vibe of running, and I've only done it in Bombay. Hmm. What a vibe. And just to get to run on the ceiling. That was my motivation to do the half marathon. For me, it would be to get to pee off the ceiling. Because that's what everybody does when they're running the marathon. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time you can do it. Yeah. But my sole motivation of doing the Mumbai half marathon was to run on the ceiling twice because you start from Whirly, you go on the ceiling and take a U-turn and come back. Mm-hmm. On the full marathon, you only cross it once. once. But yeah, it's fascinating. So many different views, right? And I'm training for my 42K mm-hmm. and then I'm seeing people who do 100Ks. Mm. I was like, man, now my 42 looks like a joke, right? <laughs> How do you just casually run 100K two, three times a month? And then you start seeing their training and a lot of them casually do 421Ks in a week. Yeah. That's crazy. Just the amount of time spent, right? That, yeah. That's the other thing, right? That's How much what, time yeah. we spend on our hobbies. Yeah. But for me, uh, I think in, in my current horizon, being a little more serious about running, mm-hmm. like from a, again, this is my whole thing. If I get into something, I really want deep dives and I have to go to Kokila Ben, get my running analysis done, get my new VO2 max test done. So I'll I'll behave like I'm some pro-level athlete doing it. I remember the first time I went to Kokila Ben for my VO2 max test. They're like, I think they saw me and they're like, yeah, athlete, lagta to nahi hai. But uh, they're like, uh, what do you do with sport? I was like, no, no, uh, no sport. Just want to get my analysis done. Which I'm assuming they don't get too many people otherwise to do those tests. But yeah, I think somewhere also when you get into a hobby, it's just it's like fun to do these extra things also. That is it, right? Yeah. And if you don't do that, then what is the point of doing yeah. it, right? You don't do it to show off. Yeah. You do it for yourself. The show off is the byproduct. Yeah. And and this again for me, somewhere is self-love or whatever, right? You, you're having fun with yourself. That sounds wrong, but... <laughs> that's also a hobby, so... Yeah, that's another hobby, <laughs> but... So I have this thing where a lot of my gym wear or my running tees have my name behind, right? There's no need to do it. But for me, it feels good to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. 
one small tweak in addition to that thing also fantastic any last words on people who want to start a hobby where should they begin you can literally make anything into a hobby something as obscure as uh, candles and wax like could be anything right my suggestion would very seriously be to consider coffee mm-hmm. like rethink what you think of coffee because coffee is not supposed to be a bitter black beverage there's so much like coffee is more complex than wine for that matter you can start your day with coffee you can have five cups of coffee which you can't do with a lot of other beverages so coffee is a great one especially in india because we we grow good coffee now what else can i think of i think watches is the other one if you've never had a mechanical watch and i don't think most of us do because even for me it's a relatively new thing right i started my watch collection 6 7 years back get a hmt mm-hmm. just get it if nothing else your future generations will be happy about it yeah they don't get spoiled yeah oh we missed one important one ice so ice, guys, yes. anish is obsessed with ice through especially through the entire lockdown yeah. i think this is where your ice obsession started and then we will end the podcast after we discuss ice because i want to know about ice so a lot of people are like what did you do in the lockdown right people are like yeah i learned a language i got fit i made ice so uh, the thing with ice is you want to have clear ice mm-hmm. so water has impurities in it gas all of that stuff and when you get ice from your freezer it's not clear right the whole idea was how do you get clear ice and it's actually a very simple thing to do so two three things to it first is to get the ice clear now you basically if you look at youtube or things there'll be 10000 things that boil it double boil it you don't have to do anything you basically want to freeze ice in a container that you can isolate from three sides even if you take like a tupperware or something right keep the lid open mm-hmm. but on the sides just wrap it with a towel or something okay so basically the water the ice is freezing from one side Oh, it's freezing from the top down. Top down. Okay. So basically, all the impurities will start to go at the bottom. Hmm. So your top, most of the ice will be clear, and all your impurities will be below. So that's the first step to get clear ice to begin with. But then the bottom will be unclear. Will be yeah. cloudy. Yeah, and that you can just chip off. Oh, you can chip it off. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or sometimes it's not even frozen. You can just take the whole thing out. So your bottom is still water, but rest of the ice is clear. So one part is to make the clear ice. Second is to cut it. Hmm. Cutting ice is fun. Hmm. I don't know how to explain this but then I got into like the Japanese diamonds and yeah, all that. Yeah, then then making diamonds and all which is also it's actually pretty easy to do. Mm-hmm. But first you get your clear ice, mm-hmm. then you start to learn how to cut ice, which is usually the bigger blocks are with take any serrated or a bread knife and you just make a incision like one line and just tap on it and it breaks. Wow. Beautifully in that way that you first use your knife. then you can make diamond shapes you can do spheres it's fun it's endless huh it's endless and then there are these ice sculptors and all that's another level of things but basically you want clear ice in your cocktail because it dilutes slower okay so, so clear ice of, is better it, yeah. it it melts slower it melts slower so that's the practical aspect of clear ice in cocktails mm-hmm. but yeah you can do uh, then you can also put your name on the ice like mm-hmm. you can put a logo or a name So uh, I recently uh, last art fair for BMW I'd done the cocktails for them in their lounge so I put my name and their logo on the ice and people couldn't believe that you can have a logo on ice <laughs> and it's a very simple thing to do it's like uh, you know those uh, stamps you have for wax seals it's literally that stamp you put on ice and it just puts the logo on Did you make it separately are people in Bombay making them did you get it from abroad Yeah yeah 
any stamp any guy who does those wax uh, oh they'll they'll do it's it it's the same thing is that uh, same stamp but man when people see a logo or a name on the ice their okay. their mind is blown they're like how did this happen <laughs> like i was taking a knife and carving it yeah that's why i'm getting paid all these yeah. insane amount of money 2 hours per ice cube lovely anish thank you so much for coming on the thank Rabbit you Coach for podcast having me. How can people follow you? How can people continue this conversation with you? Uh so my uh, Instagram handle is anishb a n w s h b for Bombay. That's the best way. Mhm. And please go check out Anish thing on IVM and all the wherever you listen to yeah, podcast. Yeah, please uh, download it. Uh, please rate it 5 stars. <laughs> Instantly before yeah, listening to the first episode. 5 stars. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Now if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am at Ashton Doc on Twitter and Instagram. We have a brand new habit coaching online course, quizzes, videos and a lot more on the website awesome180.com. So check it out now.